Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What a relief! There we go! That's what it's supposed to sound like. You hear the voice of Mitch Holtis in there, as well as Andy Reid, obviously Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of different audio interspersed so that we know, we know for sure uh, that it works. The technology works now. Way to go, Jay. I like it. Also, my mom had a compliment for you. Would you like to hear it? I laughed. She told me and I laughed. Uh, we, well, as many of you know, we did a, a bunch of videos last week, six of them, as a matter of fact, our super six Super Bowl video series. We had two on Twitter, two on Facebook and two on YouTube. We bookended the week with YouTube. So we started with a video version of Ask Amy Anything. And man, we've already seen a ton of traffic on that particular post. It's on our YouTube channel. That was how we started the week. And then by the end of the week, we were fairly worn out, kind of fatigued. But we had one more video to do, and we recorded it on Friday afternoon. And this was, yes, saving the best for last in terms of the topic, but I'm not sure I was at my best. So you can go and you can watch the video to determine. But I felt as though this was my weakest video performance. Uh, I did wear a snazzy hoodie, though, a one that I bought for myself for Christmas, and I also had a different hat for every single day of the week and finished with my favorite color, but you'll have to go check it out. That's also on YouTube. It's about snacks, and it includes my menu for Super Bowl Sunday, which I did everything on the menu that I said I was going to do. My mom watched the video on Monday And she said, I really like that sweatshirt, which is funny because my brother sent me a text saying the same exact thing. So that was their response. My aunt, though, she said, so my aunt lives in Tucson. She said, ooh, the recipe for the kielbasa sounds amazing because that's my Polish side of the family. Can Can you send me the recipe? She said, I heard most of it, but I missed the last ingredient. I was like, woohoo! I actually have a family member who wants to know the recipe. But after that feedback, my mom said, I really like Jay's hair without a hat, to which I laughed out loud because for people who have not seen the video, Jay's hair has a mind of its own. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you anything else, and don't give it away because we want people to go watch the video. It's on our YouTube channel. The link is on both Twitter and Facebook, but all you have to do is Google After Hours with Amy Lawrence on YouTube. It's the very 
last video that's been posted, the most recent. And yeah, we're not getting as much traction. I think that happens after the weekend or on the weekend when I don't have a time to promote it here on the show. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> a bunch of uh, a bunch of great food options for your next party. It doesn't have to be Super Bowl. And also. My sweatshirt that I bought for myself, uh, it's a throwback, I bought for myself for Christmas, and now my brother wants it, and uh, then the the state of Jay's hair, which is all I will say, the state of Jay's hair. I'm flattered. Now, he says he combed it. I think it was more his fingers going through it. I don't... How do you comb it and have it do that exactly? It, it's, I don't know. It's got a mind of its own. But, yeah, it's a real brush. Real brush. Wake up. Kind of just, you know. Well, and, and don't for a second overlook the fact that he said wake up and do that because you, I don't even think you were awake 10 minutes when we did the video. A little over 10 probably. A little. I mean, I, I work. I slave. I come up with these great ideas. I prep. I actually care about what I look like on camera, and then you just wake up for ten minutes and just sit down. Your mom thought I looked good, so no, 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 she didn't say that. She said <laughs> you're. She said she like no. She did not say that. My mother would not say Jay looked good. Ew, that's creepy. What she said was, I like his hair better without the hat. That's what she uh, said. I mean, I looked. I looked good in the video. So. I mean, if the, if you need to scrape that together for a compliment, then okay. Oh, she it. said you she liked your hair better without the hat, which I've told you a bazillion times. She also said you looked tired. And I was like, well, oh. I mean, that's what happens. He just, I, I put as much effort into it and Jay just rolls out of bed. That's just kind of how it goes for the two of us. Well. So mom likes your hair was really the point. Um, and Jay did a lot of a lot of work editing these videos. So if you haven't seen them yet, the two on Facebook are pinned to the top of our Facebook page, so easy to find. The two on Twitter, all you got to do is go to my Twitter page or our show Twitter account, so A Law Radio or After Hours CBS. And right now, you should be going there anyway to give us a GIF or an emoji or a meme that describes how you feel about the Super Bowl. Or the season that was, right? So we're now, have got the full season in the books. And when you're there, you can just look for the videos. They're easy to find. Uh, and and then the two on YouTube that have gotten a lot of traffic as well. So I really liked the original YouTube video that we did to start the week. I felt like I was much uh, more energetic than the one <laughs> that we did for the snacks on Friday. And yet... People who've seen it, one of my my neighbors saw it and was like, wow, you have so much energy. I felt like writing back and saying it was all fake because all fake. It looks good. <laughs> well, I don't care. What, well, that's not true. I care what it looks like, but it. she was not referring to look. She was referring to just in general, the probably the volume of my voice. <laughs> that's what people equate with energy. So check those out, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and then send us your gifts your emojis, your memes uh, that would describe, most closely describe how you feel about this football season. Uh, and also our phone number. If, if you too would like to be a celebrity, our friend Jack from Toronto called and felt like a celebrity when he's on the air. I'm, I'm so happy that he felt that way. He felt welcome. Uh, so you can do that. You can do that by calling us 855-212-4227. I referred to this before, we got to the top of the hour and the music went, did us the throat slash. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs victory over the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday 
right now is on pace to slot in as the third most watched TV show in history. And yes, the other two, first and second place, are both Super Bowls. These are routinely, without question, the highest rated, most viewed shows of the entire year. And when I said to you that a third of the American population would be watching the game on Sunday, I I was dead on. 113 million people on average, and that's the preliminary numbers that were released on Monday. Now, Fox Fox included the Fox Deportes, the streaming on Fox, and the NFL's digital site. So you had the streaming numbers as well as the various Fox channels, uh, but these are early returns, and so sometimes the Nielsen uh, numbers from other markets, they take a little longer to filter in. So this is a game. As much as people wanted to say that it was hijacked or the refs destroyed it or blah, 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 whatever, fact is it featured major superstars in the Chiefs as well as in the Eagles, two very passionate markets, uh, lots of interesting and intriguing stories. The teams that were 16-3, and three, both of them, they had scored the exact same number of points. We had the Kelsey brothers who were getting so much publicity. It's really, fu- it's really funny to me. Somebody wrote to me on Sunday on my Twitter and said, Travis Kelsey hijacked the Patrick Mahomes interview. Fox didn't want him in there. And I just, I didn't even bother to respond. But of course, my thought was, are you kidding me? There isn't a hotter property in sports right now than the Kelsey brothers. Their podcast, they've only done 26 episodes maybe. And their podcast is one of the most listened to slash watched podcasts in the world right now. So yeah, they're they're hot to trot. Anyway, the Kelseys were, were part of this. Mom Donna was getting a bunch of attention as well. So we've got... Third highest, well, highest, most viewed, I should say. Highest number of viewers uh, for a Super Bowl. It's very awkward. Highest number of viewers for a Super Bowl of all time and for uh, TV shows ever in the history of ratings. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're talking about just shy of the Patriots-Seahawks game in 2015. That was on NBC. It holds the record, but this does not include streaming. So they didn't have streaming then. And so instead, it's stuck at roughly 114.5 million viewers. And then Super Bowl, uh, let's see, Super Bowl 51, which was Patriots and Falcons. I was there. And that one is the second place. But potentially, the Eagles... And Chiefs could end up moving moving and overtaking, moving into second place and overtaking uh, the Falcons and Patriots, depending on what other numbers they find uh, in the next couple of days. But yeah, pretty impressive. Rams and Bengals was actually 112.3 million viewers on average. So that was pretty high too. Um, but yeah, th- this year's digital feed a record 7 million streams. So streaming, as much as people rage against Amazon carrying Thursday Night Football, uh, this streaming business is here to stay. Now, here's something interesting. Oh, the first Super Bowl, Super Bowl to be streamed in 2012 just was barely a blip on the radar, so the numbers don't really factor in as much as they do today. Okay, Rihanna's halftime show. Nearly 119 
million viewers. So you want to talk about a spike from the average 113 million. And then it spikes during our halftime show, 119 million viewers. Second most watched show in Super Bowl history, Katy Perry was 2015, and she holds the mark for most watched halftime show at 121 million viewers. I mean, these are astronomical numbers. Uh, So, yes, Rihanna's returned. Her pregnancy reveal, I already told you it was the uh, first pregnancy reveal of a halftime show in Super Bowl history. (laughs) And now uh, we know that it was also wildly popular. So, pretty impressive Um, We'll see whether or not this Super Bowl leapfrogs over Falcons and Patriots. But, believe it or not, that's what Tom Brady, like, was feeling. That's what Tom Brady was thinking about. He actually believes there are a lot of comparisons to uh, that game in which the Patriots came back against the Falcons uh, and what he saw from the Chiefs in the second half on Sunday our Atlanta Super Bowl against Atlanta when we were down 28-3. I mean, we basically couldn't do anything right for two and a half quarters and really then couldn't do anything wrong for a quarter and a half. Amazing how that game is. And it's almost like two separate games. There's a first half and there's a second half um, that are normal just halves. But because the length of the day, you know, it does happen quite a bit where, you know, one team plays incredibly well in one half and the next team plays incredibly well in the other. So it was a really, you know, kind of played to the script, although... When I saw Patrick hurt his ankle, I thought there really wasn't much a chance at that point for the Chiefs <laughs> to find a way to win. But he played his ass off, as he always does, and what a champion he is, a great leader. They got a great coaching staff. So many key players made big plays. Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Did you hear what he said? He thought that when Mahomes limped off the field and was in obvious pain to the point where he was yelling as he took off his helmet late in the first half, that the Chiefs didn't have much of a chance from that point. Huh. All right. Uh, What about Patrick Mahomes? When did he feel the most pain from the Super Bowl with that high ankle sprain? The only time that it had the real, uh, I got like, uh, I don't even know what to say, the real hurt of uh, the ankle was when he, when I got tackled, it kind of rolled to the outside a little bit. And, when, and when, once you have that high ankle sprain, when any little tweak like that happens, it just really magnifies it. Luckily, we were able to get in at halftime and get some new tape on there and some movement to try to get some mobility back. Um, and then you just, I mean, you got to... I think we, we talked about my offensive line. They protected me enough where I was able to sit in there and make the throws. So it, it was uh, something that I was going to play through. Um, but uh, I'm glad I get a little bit of rest on it now. So they got more tape at halftime. Good thing that that's where they were headed. I guess Andy Reid didn't even bother to go over to the bench and say, hey, go get it checked or you're out. <laughs> no, there was no chance as in no chance that he was not going to finish out the game. By the way, I missed this until I came into work last night. Do you know Chad Henney retired? So he puts it out on Twitter after he wins a second ring with the Kansas City Chiefs that he is officially retiring. And uh, really, really cool, but also understated. Uh, After, I guess, after a Super Bowl championship, well, that's the best time to go out, but not a lot of attention or fanfare of it. Oh, well, this is crazy. I swear to you, it happens all the time in my studio. I'm looking up at NFL Network. They're replaying the game. And, of course, it's the moment when TJ Edwards pulls down 
Mahomes from behind as he's trying to cut loose and get to the first down marker. And as he pulls him down, wraps his arm around his right ankle and the, the foot twists. I'm like watching it right now and watching him grimace in pain. Happens all the time. That does happen all the time. It really does. Uh, I noticed on our Facebook page and also Twitter that many of you are still responding to the questions about um, favorite commercials or what you thought of the halftime show. And uh, even now, we've got many of you who are responding with your gifts, emojis, or memes to describe how you feel about the 2022 NFL season, the dearly departed season that was. Let's do one more with Tom Brady here because I like his input. Uh, We all know that the James Bradbury holding flag was maybe more talked about than anything else, which is astounding, but I guess not so much if you know sports fans. Uh, And he weighs in on his Let's Go podcast about that call that was made with what was it? Uh, just it was just under two minutes to go in the game. It's always, I think, easier not to call it. Um, the hard one is when you do call it because there's a lot of scrutiny with that call. And I think the point is, is at least from a receiver DB standpoint, you know, if you're not going to cover them, you know, let's say within the, the the letter of the law, and you're going to tug at them, you can impede the receiver from where he wants to go and create an almost impossible throw and catch by the quarterback. And at the same time, on the other side of the ball, if the receiver pushes off, there's really nothing the DB can do in order to make the play. So it's such a hard situation because you don't know how the game's being called all day long. There's absolutely plays where the DBs hold all the time. And there's absolutely plays where the, the receivers can push off. There's absolutely every play in the game where the offensive line is holding a D lineman and vice versa. There's absolutely plays where the D line is holding the O lineman. So... You know, those plays come up all the time. They could be called every in every part of the game they could be called. I'm sure there were lots of other holds that were let go. There was probably a few that they called. And, you know, in the end, you just have to, you know, the rest trying to do the best that he could do. So I don't get caught up too much on, you know, one call. I think I've been in sports long enough where I realize there's a lot of things that impact the game. And, you know, one referee's call, yeah, it's important. But, you know, the referees are doing the best they could do. And, they're not robots either. Maybe one day there will be robots calling games and everyone will be perfect. <laughs> no. It'll be like Wimbledon where, you know, every call is perfect. But, you know, you, what would happen? John McEnroe, you know, he wouldn't be the John McEnroe we know if there were a bunch of, you know, video replays either. So it's just that's the way sports are. <laughs> I appreciate that from a grizzled veteran. And that is the analysis maybe a glimpse of the analysis that you can expect from Tom Brady when he gets into the broadcast booth because he is taking over. You know what I couldn't believe that actually got out there on social, Jay? I'm not sure if you saw this, and I don't, I'd have to go back and figure out who reported it. If it was an NFL report, like an NFL reporting Twitter, or if it was, I don't, I can't imagine it was Fox itself. This, this would be very tacky if it was the broadcasting company that Greg Olson will cede his seat next to Kevin Burkhart. So he will no longer be the number one analyst for the NFL. Once Tom Brady enters the venue, (laughs) enters the equation, he enters the arena That's what happens. Everybody else pales, right, when it comes to Tom Brady. Um, So he will enter the arena. Greg Olson will exit stage left. I don't know if they'll put him on a different crew. The problem is, what are you going to do, bump the number two guy? I mean, that's not right either. Well, 
it's not fair. Life is not fair, nor is broadcasting, let me just tell you. Uh, so there is a chance that the next analyst could get bumped or that they could pull a different analyst they don't like as much and end up subbing in Greg Olson, who has done a great job in the number one spot. So I don't know how they're going to handle it. But what was out there on social that I thought was extremely tacky, and maybe it's not true, but maybe it is, that he's taking a significant pay cut because he's no longer in that number one analyst chair. They said that about Greg Olson? Yeah, that could not have been released by the... Well, no, no, I didn't think it was released by Fox. I just can't remember what Twitter account it was. If it was a media company reporting, like a media watchdog, or if it was an NFL outlet that was reporting it. But yeah, that's extremely tacky. I understand the economics of it. Trust me, I work in radio my whole life. I I totally get it. Um, But I just thought that was really... Ew. He's going to take a significant pay cut. What, are you the one paying him? What is it to you? It just seems like icky thing to report, I guess. Yeah, I see it here from Sporting News NFL, a Twitter account, which is a verified account and about 18,000 followers. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't like that. Mm-mm, it's icky. It's just, it's very tacky. Right. And, I, and I think unprofessional. Of course, I guess if it's not their profession, maybe they don't care, but just it seemed like a, just a and they turned weird off, way to present it. They turned off comments on the tweet, too. Of course they did. (laughs) If you can't take the heat, uh, I don't turn off my comments, but I do turn off my DMs because I do not want to deal with with Twitter or Facebook on DMs. That's normal. (laughs) All right. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook now because we're asking for your gifts, emojis, and memes uh, that will describe the 2022 season in your opinion. So not the fact that it's over, though I know some of you are crying Uh, Not crying so hard you're laughing, just straight crying because it's over. I'm okay with it. I need a break. I love the NFL, but it is all-consuming, and I will be okay with having my Sundays back for a few months. Uh, Well, I mean, pretty soon we're going to be into March Madness, and then it's going to be the NBA and NHL playoffs. Uh, it's, It's at least a breather for Sundays for now anyway. All right, what do we want to do straight ahead? How about some of Damar Hamlin with Michael Strahan? And we spoke about this, didn't have an opportunity to use the audio on our Super Bowl postgame show, but this took place uh, in advance of the Super Bowl. And candid Damar Hamlin, open, emotional Damar Hamlin, as we have come to know him since his cardiac arrest on the field and the interviews that he has done. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To the After Hours Podcast. 
first and foremost, I just want to say thank you. Uh, just thank God for being here. And um, thank the other guys who were nominated for the, for the award as well, who, you know, did the, did the work in their communities uh, alongside of me as well. Uh, giving back to my community has always been a, a big part of who I am. I'm thankful to my father who's right here behind me. Um, growing up, just watching him do community days in our community, and uh, I just always was waiting on my time when it came. One of my favorite quotes, it's a blessing to be a blessing. Um, with that being said, I plan to never take this position for granted and always have an urgent approach in making a, a difference in the community where I come from and also communities across the world. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Damar Hamlin earning the Allen Page Community Award given by the NFL Players Association. Uh, and at that point, he was standing on a stage with minimal fanfare, his parents behind him. But this was not a televised award ceremony like the NFL Honors when he was brought up on stage to speak for a moment in front of the medical teams, the doctors, the nurses, the first responders who saved his life and treated him in the wake of his cardiac arrest. So we saw him uh, both in front of the NFLPA as well as in front of the NFL Honors there in Phoenix. And he was also on field, again, with the medical teams, the first responders uh, before the game, which I really appreciated. They were so happy to see him. They were so happy to hug him and give him high fives and, and hand slaps and daps. It was just so neat to see the joy on their faces. But DeMar was also in a serious um, a serious setting, more serious setting with Michael Strahan when he did a pre-show interview uh, on Fox and, and not, I'm sorry, not on Fox, my fault. Michael Strahan is part of Fox and their coverage, but he's with Good Morning America. So this was an interview that he did for Good Morning America, please forgive me. And Michael asked him, what was the first thing he remembered about waking up in the hospital? What would have been that Wednesday evening? Because uh, the cardiac arrest happened on a Monday night. Just hearing family members, uh, my mom, my dad, friends that were there. Um, and first thing I said when I woke up was, did we win? You know, I was yeah, dude, thinking about the Do you realize <laughs> when I saw that, I said, okay, he's an athlete. He's committed. I'm competitive. That competitive nature in me was just still just thinking about the game, and I just wanted to know, like, did we win? Like and I said, what did they tell you? Yes, I won. I won the game of life. So the the story that we got from the doctors is completely 100% accurate. The first thing he said is, did we win? But the brain does funny things, right? When uh, you're, and in this case, it was an uh, an induced coma. When you are out of it or you're, you're, you're conscious, you're not conscious, so your consciousness is not uh, aware of time and space necessarily. You can be, um, I don't want to say confused, but you can have no no perception of how much time has passed. And in his mind, it was right after the game. I mean, he, he was there and it was right after the game. And that was the last thing that he remembered is being on the field with his teammates. Uh, so that's, again, with with uh, Michael Strahan. And then 
the support that he received afterwards. Obviously, we've seen it. Well, we were part of it here on the show. You all were part of it with the prayers, with the support uh, financially to his Chasing M's Foundation. Uh, and certainly that has been overwhelming for DeMar. I couldn't even believe it. It just showed the unity of our league and the entire world, you know. And I really feel like the whole situation showed that we can all come together. It was just a surreal moment. Yeah, and it it still continues. I have said this again and again. I'm so impressed with the poise and the maturity of this young man, but also his his cognizance of, of his purpose and the fact that this happened for a reason. And he's mentioned his faith and he's mentioned God at every turn. And he's not complaining. He's not throwing a pity party, at least not publicly. Every time we've seen him in the spotlight now, he's grateful to be alive, but he's thankful for the people around him, for the Bills, for the NFL as a whole, for the people, the fans, for the opportunity that he has in front of him now, certainly for the people who saved his life. It's It's been humbling uh, to to see him handle this with such humility and to know that this, for some people, this would go straight to their heads. Their newfound fame, right? He's he's become far more famous and renowned because of what happened on the field than he may ever have been just simply by playing football. And he now recognizes that his purpose is something different. It's not a path that he would have chosen. And yet he understands that it's exceedingly abundantly beyond what he asked or ever thought when he set out to play football. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Definitely not easy along the way, including the health challenges. Um, He tells Michael Strahan the toughest part of this whole situation. Just processing my emotions and also, um, you know, I'm a person who I kind of like my privacy in a way, but, um, you know, this situation kind of just brought me to the light of the world, which is a good thing in a way, because I, I really feel like I stand for so much good. And, you know, I want to be a good example for, you know, communities around the world. There's a reason behind everything. Uh, see what I mean? Every single time he has the opportunity, he points the spotlight away from himself and more on the opportunity that he now has to do good elsewhere. But does he want to play football again? Eventually, you know, that's that's always the goal. Like I said, as a competitor, you know, I'm trying to do things just to keep advancing my situation, you know, but I'm allowing that to be in God's hands. I'm just thankful he gave me a second chance. Me too. Me too. And that is God. Second chances, third chances, fourth chances, fifth chances a lot of times. Lots of mercy there and certainly uh, lots of prayers that helped to save his life and, and maybe gave strength and and clarity to the medical teams even as they were working with a sense of urgency i'm not i'm not kidding it's happening again i'm looking up and seeing michael strahan and damar hamlin on my tv screen what is that about (gasps) are they spying on me meta why would why would meta be involved with our tvs but you know google they listen to google listens to you I mean, I love Google. I don't know what I would do without it. I love Amazon. I don't know what I would do that without that either, but I'm pretty sure Google spies on us too. Are these smart TVs in here? <gasps> my phone is sitting right here. Not only does it refuse to send all my text messages, but maybe it's spying on me and communicating with the, it's like ET, phone home, communicating with the TV. Some, some 
some like droid action going on here. These electronic. No joke. Tamar Hamlin is on the screen in front of me right now talking to Michael Strahan. No, I mean, it honestly really does happen. A lot. A lot. Like <laughs> uncanny. Are we that predictable? Times. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> but it's not just that. Uh, Rihanna is performing currently again. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff that was uh, taking place during the halftime show. I thought she was bold. Uh, definitely bold, and I admire her for going through with the halftime show in spite of the fact that she is very clearly pregnant and wasn't able to dance the way that she normally would, but her voice is still Rihanna, still incredible, and she definitely made a statement. The dancers? Uh, well, I'll just say I can't dance like that. That's not my, <laughs> that's not my gift. I don't know if I want to. Wait, you're the one that said in our YouTube video that you were going to work up an appetite by dancing. So I want to know whether or not you danced during Rihanna. No, not for that. It didn't really get me moving like that. I thought she was great. She looked great. The pregnancy thing was awesome. And she sounded, her voice was incredible. But the pregnancy they, thing. I like that. Well, the the pregnancy thing. The reveal was cool. Like, that was a cool thing. That was a moment. But, Did your sister or your mom have to tell you that was that's what was happening? No, I knew, but my my older sister did right away go, she goes, Rihanna looks pregnant. She's pregnant. Within the first, no kidding, five seconds, she goes, Rihanna looks pregnant and nailed it. So Nailed it. What an awkward way to phrase that. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't know. The show itself, it didn't really have the energy for me, so I wasn't really dancing. No? No. I don't know. Did you dance last year with Dre? I, a little bit. That 50 one was Cent. Cool. That one was cooler. Yeah, the Eminem part, that got me moving. Oh, but, yeah, that yeah. was that was amazing. I, I thought she did great as well, um, but it, it, yeah, the dancers just, yeah. it's almost like I couldn't look away. Yeah, right. I was more like fit more than, more than what they fixated. were doing than You were fixated. Enjoying it. All right. Uh, so, Damar Hamlin, good to hear from him. Good to see him. Uh, all of that is amazing. What do we want to do next? Hmm. I'm just, I'm not really feeling the basketball right now. I, we'll go back to some of the other, uh, oh, you know what, Andy Reid. Andy Reid did a variety of interviews, too, uh, on his Monday because that's required. And he talked about a bunch of different topics that we hadn't heard from or I hadn't heard uh, from him. And then Isaiah Pacheco the big reveal about how the comeback in the second half was possible for the Chiefs. And I realized after I put the question out there with producer Jay uh, that, yes, we absolutely want your gifts, your memes, your emojis to describe the 2022 season that was, except I can't share those on the air. <laughs> it's not a radio-friendly topic or a radio-friendly question, I should say. I feel like there are enough gifts or memes out there where if you just describe it, people will know exactly the one. Like the one you That's described true. the Michael Scott one that one time, and it was obvious the one, the face he was making. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. He's the, the best coach I've ever had about how he connects with players from everywhere. And I think you heard Frank Clark talk about it, is no matter where you're from, he can connect with you. And he, he, you can tell he cares about you. Um, as a man, as much as he does about a player. And so if there's something that's going on in your life, he's going to ask you about it. He's not going to worry about how you're practicing or, or hey, he needs you to be better here and here. He's going to ask you what's going on. Um, he's going to get that info from you, and he's going he's to do whatever he can to help. Um, and I think that's been the biggest thing. That's why every player that leaves Coach Reed talks so highly of him because it's not about – I mean, obviously he wants to win football games and, is, and, and be great, but he, he cares about the, the men that step in that locker room and how he can he make them better whenever they leave it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. High praise from Patrick Mahomes for his head coach. Even now, 24 to 14, early third quarter, Mahomes is leading what will be the first scoring drive of the second half for the Chiefs of his three touchdown passes in the second half. Uh, and I am so impressed with the way that Andy Reid called the second half. Amazing. And I know I've made this this quirky joke before, but never let it be said that he and and his coaching staff do not know how to manage end-of-game situations because they played it perfectly to the point where the Eagles did not get the ball back until there was no time left and no hope for them. So I was... I was blown away by his his choice of offensive plays, the options. We now know that uh, the touchdown that they scored with, well, to go ahead, which would have been, was that the Sky Moore touchdown or the Kadarius Tony? No, Kadarius Tony put them ahead, right? I think Kadarius Tony put them ahead, but I'd have to go back and look at my notes. It's not like I didn't take extensive notes. Uh, we now know that that play, the go-ahead touchdown, was called the corn dog. <laughs> Maybe it was the Sky Moore. Nah, no, it wasn't. It was the Kadarius Tony. What? Are you sure? <laughs> I guess I'm about to see it here in a second. No, I'm telling you, Kadarius Tony scored when they were down 27-21 and gave them their first lead of the game at 28-27. All right, maybe the more just extended the lead at that point. Yeah, they went up. Yeah, they went up then 35-27 right. after that, but they did have Kadarius Tony and then Sky Moore. Uh, and I think it's amazing testimony to Brett Veach as well as Patrick or Patrick Mahomes, sure, but the coaching staff that they have three guys who are first-year Chiefs who score in that Super Bowl, considering what Tyreek Hill told us that they were going to take a hit when he left. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Andy Reid answering a variety of questions like Jarek McKinnon, who knew, he knew to slide at the one-yard line, even as he could have escaped into the end zone, but that would have resulted in the Chiefs giving the ball back to the Eagles in the late stages. We practice it every Friday. You don't get to use it very often, but on the biggest stage, we're able to use that. 
That's super cool, right? These things that you practice and you do it every week. Every week, a lot of teams work on their two-minute drills and the various situations on Fridays. And what are the chances that you actually use it? And yet you'll hear that every now and then. Some play that sticks with us, a play that becomes a turning point. And teams will say, we practice it all the time. But we're never sure that we would have to use it. So good for Andy Reid, his coaching staff, for having Jarek McKinnon prepared and the offense prepared in that moment. And he continued to rave about Eric Bieniemy on Monday. Like he did on Sunday, he highlighted Bieniemy, his offensive coordinator, twice. Once when the Fox reporter caught up with him on the field. I think it was Tom Rinaldi who caught up with him. That was the one where he said, I could kiss you right now, but since we're on national TV, I won't. Um, and he was highlighting Eric Bieniemy, but also he gets up, up on the dais and he once again speaks about Eric Bieniemy and, and how instrumental he was in the, the late stages of this game. And so Bieniemy now has interviews for other offensive coordinator jobs and Andy continues to praise him publicly. Eric Bieniemy has been tremendous for us and I think is tremendous for the National Football League and I'm hoping he has an opportunity to go somewhere and and uh, and you know do his thing where he, he can run the show and and be Eric Bieniemy. Now see that is the the phrase that was out there all over social media, really the the phrase that would catch your attention is Reed wants the enemy to go somewhere and run the show. And what have we heard as a potential knock on the enemy? Forget the fact that it wasn't a knock on any of the other offensive coordinators that left Andy Reid's coaching staff to become head coaches elsewhere. But for the enemy, people point to the knock on him is that he's not calling the plays. There are a lot of places where the head coach calls the plays, but you know the offensive staff is part of it. So it shouldn't be a knock on B enemy. And yet here is this possible split coming between Reed and B enemy. Why? Because Eric needs to go somewhere else. He's interviewed with so many different teams in the NFL for their head coaching jobs. He's been passed over now three seasons, really, where he's been in the spotlight and actually is starting to get fewer interviews now. So good for Andy Reid, who believes in this guy. Reid has the most productive coaching tree in the NFL. He's got the most prolific coaching tree in the NFL. enemy deserves an opportunity, but he's got interviews with other teams for their OC jobs because he apparently needs to get out from underneath the Andy Reid shadow to maybe get a chance. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Nick Sirianni, even though the team lost, uh, just wants to point to Jalen Hurts as a guy who maybe showed us the best is yet to come. He was outstanding. Uh, I, th- I really thought... I really thought he was in complete control. He did things with his legs in the run game. He did things with his with his arm in the pass game. Made some unbelievable throws, unbelievable reads. Um, I, I thought he played outstanding, and you know, and that and really, you looked at you look at the game, and that was good for the NFL in the sense that the the two best quarterbacks in the NFL played against each other on the biggest stage in the biggest lights. Well, and 113 million people averaged. This uh, watching this Super Bowl. I mean, it's the third most watched TV show of all time and could potentially creep up to that number two spot. Let's do one more here. Isaiah Pacheco. How did the Chiefs come back in that second half? I'll say we we allowed our personalities to show. Um, we we came to one and we rise as one as a, to the occasion. Um, Eleven guys played their hearts out on that ball. 
And that's what it takes for 11 guys to play their hearts out or the job wouldn't get done. I agree with him. You could see them going for broke and everybody winning their individual battles and and doing what was required and very few mistakes there in the second half by the Chiefs. Uh, And I continue to come back to not all of them, right? Because Isaiah Pacheco's a rookie. He scores. Uh, Sky Moore, a rookie. He scores. Although Jay could have scored on that play with Sky Moore uh, because he was so wide open. There's nobody around him. It was almost the exact opposite of what we saw on the other side with Kadarius Toney when he scored. Both those guys so completely wide open. Um, So you've got three first-year players with the Chiefs scoring. But the fact is the core, Mahomes and some of those defensive players and Kelsey and the coaching staff, so much experience in the pressure-packed moments that they remain calm and poised. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.